Well, this morning we are blessed to have not a guest speaker, but a great speaker, a great pastor, and a great friend, and I just love him dearly. Would you stand and give Cameron a big hand as he comes to share with this morning? Wow, what an intro. Thank you so much. A great speaker. He set the bar so high for me already. All right, you guys are doing good this morning. Oh, you guys are, you guys are, you guys are popping. You guys are popping. What does that mean? Not totally sure. All right. Can you guys endure one more announcement? Harbor City Youth, I'm the youth pastor here at Harbor, Harbor City Youth. We are hosting a summer internship program called Prime. There we go. Four, it's a four-year program, a four-year series of video lectures by Portland Bible College. Uh, the professors, we, we go over doctrine, worldview, discipleship. This year, so we're going into our third year. Some students have been with me uh, year one, year two. We're moving into year three. This year, government and activism. Uh, eternity, learning about heaven and hell, and also discovering your life purpose. So it's starting, starting in August, the first three weeks of August. We meet on Wednesdays, Fridays, uh, 9 a.m. to noon. $20 per person. It includes all course materials. Now, for high school students, the first five high school students will get one college credit at Portland Bible College. I don't know if you've looked at the price of tuition these days, but 20 bucks for a college credit is pretty awesome, and that credit can be transferable. So this is for eighth, I'm opening up to eighth graders as well this year. If you have an eighth grade student, someone that was uh, just graduating seventh grade and moving into eighth grade, they're el eligible. So eighth graders and older, it's geared for high school students, but we like to open it up to our, our entire church. So that's why I'm announcing it to you. So if you are interested and want to come, you can come talk to me. You can sign up at the Connection Center today. Sound good? All right. Well, let us dive into our sermon this morning. Uh, we have been going through uh, the book of John. And uh, last week, we took a pause. We had uh, Pastor Jared uh, from Spokane and his interns. And they brought the fire, didn't they, guys? They, they did amazing. The week before that, our very own Pastor Lois broke down John 14. <clears throat> and this week we are, can you guys hear me okay? Can you guys hear me okay? Okay. We're moving into John chapter 15. The title of my message, it should be in your notes, The Vine and the Branches. I feel like I've got a buddy up here with me. And uh, he's, I'm kind of, I feel kind of dwarfed by this guy. He's so imposing. All right. John, John, we're going to look at John chapter 15. We're going to read a few verses and then we're going to talk. I am the true vine. This is Jesus. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You're, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, Jesus said. I am the vine. He says, I'm the good shepherd. He says, I'm the way. He says, I'm the truth. He says, I'm the life. He says, I'm the door. Now he says another thing. He says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and he is withered. 
and they gather them and throw them into the fire, they're burned. If you abide in me and my words in you, you will ask what you desire. Well, this is a great word, great promise. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. In your notes, I took a look. Well, what, he said abide one, two, three, four, five, six times in that verse. So I thought, okay, he's talking about abiding. What does the word abide mean? In your notes, it means to remain, to dwell, and continue. He who abides in me, he who remains in me, continues in me, and dwells in me, bears much fruit. How many of you would like to be some fruit-bearing Christian? Not fruitcake, fruit-bearing, right? Okay. I said that once. I want to be fruitcake Christian thing. I want to be fruit, but that didn't really work that well. No, I don't want to be fruitcake. You can be fruitcake, I guess, if you want, just as long as you're fruitful as well. So you want to be a fruitful Christian, yeah? Raise your hand if you'd like to bear much fruit. You want to abide and you want to be fruitful. All right. Well, what, what fruit are we talking about here? Are we talking about apples and oranges? Well, Paul gives us a clue. In Galatians, he says this, chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit. We're talking about spiritual fruit. And Paul lays out nine things. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How many of you would like to grow in some of that fruit of the Spirit? Now, I'm getting a little early here in my illustration, but this is a, oh, the tag got pulled. I think it was a bougainvillea. My wife pulled the, my wife pulled. It's, 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 this is a bougainvillea. And so we're, we're looking for some fruit, but we're not going to be bearing uh, apples and oranges, but we're going to be bearing this spiritual fruit. So let me take a look real quick at these nine fruit of the spirit. What's the first, the first fruit of the spirit is love. How many of you would like to grow in love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. It believes. I just like, you know, it's good just to hear the word. Yeah. It's good to hear the word. I will say some things. I heard John Bevere say this once. He's a preacher. He said, listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of my words. Yeah. That's why I like to, you know, I can say a lot of things this morning, but we need the word of God, don't we? Yeah. We need the love of God. And I'll finish that verse. Love bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures. You, some of you need, are in need of some endurance this, mor- this morning. Endures all things. Love never fails. How many of you like that kind of love operating in your life? Long? Where do we get that great love? But the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Come on into Jesus. Hook up to the vine. He is the vine. We're the branches and let this wonderful fruit begin. Now, now fruit isn't fully formed, is it? I think, now, I, I do have a color blindness, a red, green. I told Jen, I said, I think there was a bud starting to form. Okay. There, I walked all the way around to find it. Was it on the other side too? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but they're not fully formed fruit. So some of us, we've come into Jesus and it's like, man, I, I want to be the love bomber and the joy man and the peace guy. But, but we're, we're growing in those things. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. 
We're going to water. We're going to water with the word. We're going to water with prayer. We're going to water with fellowshipping with other believers, and this fruit's going to grow. Sound good? Joy. Second fruit, joy. You know, a lot, how many of you like feeling joyful? Yeah, we, we, we like the feeling of joy, and you might feel joyful. Thank you, Jen. My wife says she like, I like, I like feeling joyful. But, you know, joy can also be a choice. That in the midst of the situation you're going through, you can choose to be joyful. Matter of fact, there's a scripture, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 3 says, My brethren, talking to believers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. You probably wouldn't feel like joy when you fell into various trials. Knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces patience. One of my favorite speakers of all time, uh, I call him Pastor Dr. Wendell Smith, the late Pastor Wendell Smith. I believe he was, Lois, you can confirm, he was, he was Pastor Doug, your pastor for a season. And he read that verse, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. He goes, I hate that verse. And, that, and, it, and he said it jokingly, of course, but I, I kind of agreed with him. I remember there was a time I was preaching on, at a Sunday service on Orcas Island. I came home after service to find that it, it, was, it was freezing outside and a pipe had burst and there was a stream of water coming out my front door. Now, what does the Bible say? Does it say to, to roll around on the floor? Did I want to? I sure did. Crawl, ball. I heard the word squall once. I wanted to. But we tried to turn our heart to, all right, I'm going to count it all. You know, counting it all joy, that's a faith response, isn't it? Count it all joy. And I heard a word from the Lord. We've been through fire and we've been through flood. I think, is it Isaiah, Jen? She doesn't know. <laughs> I thought she did. She, she pulls these words out of Isaiah and Jeremiah, man. She's, she's on. We've been through fire. We've been through flood. But the Lord, has, the Lord has brought us out to our place of rich fulfillment. And it happened just as he said it. Counting it all joy. Peace. A choice again. Maintaining peace in the midst of a storm. How could Jesus take a snooze on the bow of a ship in rough waters? Matter of fact... The Bible says this, his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's actually who he is. He is, how can he have peace in the midst of a storm? Because he is peace personified. Matter of fact, hey, you can have that kind of peace, actually. Why, why, why can't we have, well, we have the fruit of this. We're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We can grow in that. But Jesus said this. My peace, remember, he's the prince of peace, so he can give this. He has it. My peace I give to you. Actually, he says, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. Hey, he's not going to take it back, is he? Not as the world gives, do I give unto you. See, the world peace is circumstantial. His peace is, well, apparently it's he gives it and he doesn't take it away. Patience. Wow, how many of you, when I'm looking through this list, that patience, that one hits me. How many of you like me say, man, this is where I could grow in patience? Waiting for God to answer in his own timing without getting agitated or fussy. That was my own thought. How many of you like waiting in lines at the grocery store? 
I, see, I got one guy. He likes waiting in lines. I like this. So, some of you guys do. I, I see Chuck Dudder in the back, and this guy, he's awesome. I'm sure he, he, he strikes up a conversation, but Chuck, if I confess, sometimes I get in a bit of a hurry. And, 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 then, and then the people in front of me, and then they pick out all the produce. Now they're scanning it and scanning. I should, and I, do you ever scout out the cart in front of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm preaching this morning. Yeah. And finally... And you're checking other lines, too, if you should, like, jump lines, skip the line. You, okay, am I, am I in the right place this morning? Yeah. And finally, finally they're done checking. Could be a man, could be a lady. We'll use a lady as our example this morning. And finally she's done. And they tell her $70.23. And what does she do? She reaches, yeah, well, there's coupons. That's right. See, it was the coupon lady. And then she reaches into her purse and she pulls out her checkbook. <laughs> Somebody said that. Oh my good. Can I help? Can I help some of you? When they're checking, that's the time that you do the checkbook. And then if you're like me, say, man, I, I picked the wrong. I need to go pick the next line. I just go one over. And then what do you do? Then you look back to see if you timed it right. You guys with me? The growing impatience. Matter of fact, I'm gonna tell on myself right now. <clears throat> Last Sunday after service, my wife and I had two cars. We both needed gas. So we said, let's rendezvous at Arco. Every Arco pump was shut down last Sunday. Yeah. So then we said, let's go on over to Safeway. Well, I think everybody and their brother that went to Arco, they showed up at Safeway. I don't know if you tried to go by and all the travel trailers. My wife and I call each other. It's full. I said, great, let's head up to 7-Eleven. We'll get gas. I'm not waiting in that line. Go to 7-Eleven. They've got four pumps at 7-Eleven. Three of the pumps were down. There's like a gas shortage. There's one pump running. One guy's filling up and one lady behind him. Do you think I waited in that line? No way. I said, let's go to Montesano. We drove all the way to Montesano. Two cars, 60 cents more per gallon. They are not giving gas away in Montesano. But I didn't have to wait. I probably, if I would have stayed at the first place, all that shuffling and moving and juking and jiving, I probably would have been just fine. But now we know. Patience. But aren't you so glad that God is so patient with us? He's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Come on. He's the one that's bearing the fruit. He's the patient one. He's long-suffering. Love, joy, peace, patience. We have kindness. Putting away anger and wrath, Ephesians says. Be kind to one, one another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God in Christ forgave you. Another fruit. Goodness. Reaching out to others to do good, even when it is not deserved. I'm going to read a verse, Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 through 45. We're going to get that on the board. And it says this. Now watch me. But I say to you, hate your enemies. Curse those who curse you. Do evil to those who hate you. And whatever you don't pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Is that what it said? I'm so glad you guys were calling me out. I was like, I hope somebody calls me. That's not, is that, but is that what we feel like doing? We kind of, that would be kind of a, we'll, we'll get there. Well, that, would be a, that would be a flesh response, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, what does it say? But I say to you, this is antithetical, right, to the world. I say to you, love your enemies. Yeah. Bless those who curse you. And we're talking about goodness. Do, do good to those who hate you. 
and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Sound good? Next one is faithfulness, trusting in God, gentleness. I'm gonna read. In your notes, there's a spot. I, I, I wanna just, here's some of the words that Paul uses as he's writing to the, uh, to the Thessalonians. He goes, but we were, in your notes, gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children, so affectionately longing for you. We were pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. Aren't those great, loving, caring, gentle words? One of my favorite verses, I've shared this before, something Jesus says, he goes, you know, a bruised reed he will not break. I used to be a water technician. We had those, are they called cattails? And just, you know, just they, they're, they're real delicate and thin. And they, if you feel like even the wind could break them. And you might, and, and a bruised reed, one that's, you would feel like even this, uh, uh, just something that the wind kind of picked up. And, but God is so gentle. He's so gentle. And he wants us to be gentle too, doesn't he? And finally, self-control, controlling our attitudes, thoughts, emotions, and temperaments. How many of you know that Jesus exuded this self-control? In Luke 22, it says this, and, and when Jesus was praying, he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. This is the night he was betrayed. He knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me, the cup of suffering. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, watch, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Yeah, he's praying. If, it's, if, there's, if there's another way, let's do it. But Lord, I'll tell you what, not my will. Your will be done. I looked up that, did a little study on that the drops falling like blood. This is what I found. His use of the word like blood may suggest that the sweat merely fell to the ground like, like clots of blood. There's a rare physical phenomenon known as uh, hematidrosis in which under great emotional stress, the tiny blood vessels rupture in the sweat glands and produce a mixture of blood and sweat. The first Adam sinned in a garden and was condemned to living by the sweat of his brow. Jesus, as he's referred to as the last Adam, obeyed the father in a garden and conquered Adam's sin. Come on, aren't you so glad that Jesus obeyed the will of the father? Self-control, not my will, your will be done. Come on, we'll get back into our study. John 15, verse 8. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. This is the fruit we're talking about. So you will be my disciples. We want to be fruit-bearing Christians. Well, in the contrast, we also have, we look at Galatians, there's also the works of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh, they're evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries. And if you didn't make that list, Paul says, and the like. So it may not be listed there, but if it's like that, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past. Now here's a key word. Those who practice such things, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, before I knew Jesus, when I was 
in, call, in high school and college, I was a heavy drinker. Thinking, speaking, you know, thinking through this drunkenness, I, I like to drink. And uh, I was partying one night in high school. I had my own tr- like trailer. I don't know about high school guys having like their own pad. You know, that's a recipe for disaster. And so I was partying one night, drinking hard. Shouldn't have been doing that. But I was on a bender, drinking binge. And uh, I, I took my car out. Now, last week, Pastor Jared was sharing that he had a blue Mazda 323 that he took out. You guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I said, we got to share stories. I had a blue Mazda 626. <laughs> and I took out that black, Ma- uh, the blue Mazda 626. And I was on Orcas Island. And I'm on, an, it was called Enchanted Forest Road. And I'm, and I'm, I don't know, I must have been driving fast because I heard my tires squeaking. I don't know how tires, I didn't, I'm like, wow, I never heard them make a sound like that. I wonder, wonder why they sound like that. And I flipped, you guys know the story. And I flipped my car on its hood and it went into some trees and, the windows smash and the hood is smashed and I kind of climb out the car and pretty well freaked out, but I'm okay. I didn't even have a bad back. Some of you, God has spared you from a situation like that because God has a vision, God has a purpose, God has a plan for your life. And I kind of came to in the morning. I said to myself, now I can't remember. I know I said it. I don't know if I said it audibly or if I said it intern- internally, but I said this, I will never drink again. Come on, I will never drink again. Less than 24 hours later, that night, guess what I was doing? Yeah, yeah, I was a little depressed. I was a little wroth. I was a little worked up, and I was, as I say, broke, busted. I mean, I was horrible. My dad was out of town. Had to wait for him to come home with a broken Mazda 626 all thrashed in the driveway in high school. And I said, I will never drink again. And I drank again that night. Because watch this. John chapter 15, verse four says, abide in me. And I wasn't abiding in him. I wasn't even, I never even, I hadn't invited him into my life. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. I think I want, I think I wanted to bear some fruit. I wanted to be a good guy. I wanted to be a nice guy. I wanted to be a sober guy. I wanted to be a self-controlled guy, but the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, can it? Amen. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides. Well, we need to be ones that abide in the vine. Hallelujah. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Now, somebody says, well, last night, I, so you're hearing me, well, I, I yelled and I got angry yesterday. Well, I'm not talking like you lost your salvation yesterday, okay? Now, for me, I didn't even know Jesus. I had never even been hooked up to the vine. I was just a branch out on the ground laying around. But I want to encourage you, for, for well, <laughs> A branch lying on the ground. I told my sermon illustration before I got there. I haven't taken the branch off yet. Okay. First John chapter one, verse nine. I want to encourage somebody with this. It says, oh, my wife's like, what's going on, man? Hey. Yeah. Some of you, I read, I read through the list and some things spoke to you, but watch this. First John one, nine. If we confess our sins, if we confess, if, if. That's the first, if, if we confess our sins, we always, there's always a God part and there's a man part. There's a man word side, not always, but in this scenario, there's a man part and there's a God part. The first part is on you. If we confess our sins, that's the thing we do. We do the confession. He's faithful and just. 
He actually does two things. He forgives us all of our sins and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Does that sound good to you? Come on, that is good news. Well, maybe some of you are struggling in some of these areas I mentioned. I got some better news. Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. We're not sneaking in. We're not crawling in. We're not boohooing. We're not crying in. We're going to come boldly to our heavenly father. Let us come boldly. Come on. Hey, I like to say this. I'm God's favorite. You know why I say that? Because we're all God's favorite. You go into God like, hey, your son, your daughter's here. Here I am. He's like, I've just been waiting for you. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. It's a graceful throne that we may obtain mercy. Hey, and find grace to help in a time of need. Come on. There's forgiveness. There's a cleansing from all unrighteousness. There's mercy. There's grace. Come on. There's goodness. Amen. Well, I think, as I thought about this, I think some, some people might think, well, I will come to God when I get it all together. You know, God is so good, but I, and I want to come to God, but he's righteous and he's holy. And he's, let, let me get my life together, and then I'll come to God. You know, we got that back. We get that. That's backwards thought, isn't it? We don't have it together. We don't have it right, but we come to God and let him do the work in us. The branch isn't bearing fruit by itself. The branch needs to come to Jesus and let the vine, the life of the vine, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, the joy, let him begin to produce. Don't do it yourself. Clue or hint, whatever. You you can't do it yourself. Everyone's. Matter of fact, Paul said, I am what I am. By the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. Sean, you are what you are by the grace of God. It's God working in us. I remember in college, when I graduated college, early 20s, my pastor, Michael Hurley on Orcas Island, I rented a room from his parents, Mike and Fran. And Fran, I rented a room down below. And Fran, she, she liked to watch TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, yeah. I would go up and we, we'd watch TBN and we'd pray. And I remember, it was about 20 years ago. And I remember there was an evangelist on by the name of Jesse Duplantis. And he made this statement. I liked it. He goes, you don't try to clean the fish until you get them in the boat. Right. <laughs> you know, well, that's true for us too. We don't like, like for all of us, let's come into God. Let's come into the family of God. Let's get into the boat. Let's get in the church and let's let God do the work. We're not cleaning ourselves. We're letting him clean us. Sound good? Matter of fact, in Matthew, Jesus looked at the Pharisees and scribes and says, Woe to you! You're like whitewashed tombs. You look good and beautiful on the outside, but inside you're full of dead men's bones and uncleanness. Let's come to God. True born of Christ, uh, uh, Christianity is let God do the work in us. Amen. For the fruit to be produced on the branch, it, re- it needs to remain connected. I'm going to harm my beautiful Bougainvillea. Well, I feel like... I feel, Oh, he came off. I felt like he was going to fight me a little bit. Can you guys see my branch? Yeah. Now, my wife and I got this bougainvillea, and we're going to go plant it somewhere. You think, okay, I'll plant this. You think she'll live? If, it's, if, if, it's, if we care for it. What about this guy? What about this? You think I could go out and plant, poke him in the ground? And what, you think he'll, what's wrong with this guy? We, we have to remain connected, don't we? We have to remain connected. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. 
Without the vine, that branch can do nothing. Who is the vine in your notes? Simple quiz, isn't it? Jesus. Who are the branches? We are. How do we become connected to the vine of Jesus? By asking him into our heart. I'm going to continue in our study. In John chapter 15, verse 8, Jesus said this, "By, By this my Father's glorified, that you bear much fruit. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Does that sound good? So I, asked, I started asking these questions as Jesus was, as I was reading this, and it seemed as if every question I asked, he'll answer it in the next verse. Watch. He goes, by this my Father's glorified that you bear much fruit. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Does that sound good? Abide in my love? So I asked, okay, that's great. How do I abide in your love? And then he answers it in verse 10. Well, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I've kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. And I go, okay, that's great. So we have to keep the commandment. Well, what's the commandment? I ask. And verse 12, well, he goes, this is my commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. Okay, so that's great. So then I ask, well, how has he loved us? He answers it. He goes, well, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. I asked another question. Well, who are his friends? And then in verse 15, he answered. He goes, well, no longer do I call you servants, but I have called you friends. You know, he is actually sitting there talking to them about giving his life for them on the cross. He says, I'm laying my life down for my friends. Who are his friends? We are his friends. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, the tree of the cross. Look at the cross. Look at the cross with me real quick. Him, Jesus himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree so that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness and by whose stripes you were healed. Jesus prayed this, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus fulfilled the plan of God for his life, didn't he? Not my will. Well, what, are, what is our call? What's he calling us to do? To fulfill the plan of God for our lives. I remember sitting at the Christian and Missionary Alliance in Ellensburg, Washington, probably spring of 2000, and I had just given my life to Jesus, and I wanted to know the plan of God for my life, and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. And I would come to church week after week, and finally a pastor gets up. If I could have the worship team come back up. And the pastor said, would you like to know what the plan of God is for your life? And I said, that was like the million-dollar question. That's why I'm here. I, I didn't even know if you could know. He goes, it's as simple. All you have to do is ask. All you, just ask, and it will be given to you. A-S-K, seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. Is there anybody like Jesus that you you want to be fruitful, you want to bear much fruit, and you want to lay your life down, and you want to find, and you want to fulfill the plan of God for your life? Raise your hand if you want to, yeah, hands all over. Let me, let me, I want to, I want to pray. I know we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to do some other praying, but I just want to pray about that, because somebody prayed for me and it helped me. Father, we want to know the, we want to know your plan for our lives, not our will, Lord but your will be done. And we're connecting with you and we're gonna be a fruitful branch on the vine, Lord. So I pray even right now that we'd help all of us in this room, Lord, 
to fulfill the plan of God for our lives. In conclusion, amen. Our Father's glorified when we bear much fruit and apart from Him, we can do nothing. The vision of Harbor City Church is to live, to love, and to look like Jesus so that our world will want more of Him. When we become fruit-bearing Christians and step into our place in the body of Christ, Jesus is glorified and our world will want more of him. I'm gonna give you a few places to start. If you haven't, we saw that wonderful testimony this morning by Mike on the screen. He, he went through our equip classes. You wanna be a, a, a fruitful branch? Find, figure out, and discover where you belong in the body of Christ. Take our equip classes. We have fresh start classes as well. Get involved in a small group or even it might be time for you. Maybe God would press your heart this morning to start a small group of your own. Does that sound good? All right, would everybody stand with me this morning? Now I talked about Jesus this morning. He's the vine, we're the branches. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And if you've never asked Jesus into your life and you wanna be a part of the vine and you wanna be fruitful in life and you wanna discover the plan of God and some of the works of the flesh, some of the things that you've been struggling with and you're, you just need help, well, we, we, need, we all need Jesus we all need Jesus. With every head bowed, I would like to give anyone here who has not had an opportunity or maybe not just have not done it, but you'd like to ask Jesus to come into your life. Would you raise your hand? And we're not going to embarrass you, but I'm going to pray with you where you are. I see one hand. Is there anybody who says, I want to be a part of the body? I see two hands. Is there anybody else? This is your day. This is your morning. Keep your hands raised nice and high. Keep your hands raised. Is there any, yeah, I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody out, raise, be bold now. Be bold now. Come on, this is your moment. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. I see that hand in the back. Yeah, I see that. We say that because it's an encouragement to all of us that God has changed our life and we're excited when you raise your hand because we know that God's gonna change your life too. And so we, we celebrate with you. All right, I'm gonna pray to like everybody to repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die in my place. Jesus, be my Lord, my boss, my savior, my friend, and my king. Come into my life, make me new, change me, make me fruitful, help me to glorify you, God through my life, my words, and my actions. Help me to serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give them a hand clap for being so bold this morning to say, Jesus, come into my life? Now what I'd, I'd like to, I, we're gonna take some time to pray. I'd like the prayer team to come forward this morning. Come on right now. And if you need prayer for anything, Come on forward and ask for prayer. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need someone to agree with you, something you've been praying about. You just want a prayer partner to agree with you. Come on up as well. Or if you've been praying for someone and you want someone to agree with you because you've been praying for someone else, come on up. We're gonna take some time to pray as we worship one more time.